Welcome, friend. This is I Need Thee Every Hour, a podcast dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are listening to your ministering sister, Casey Mills. The subject matter that I wish to address with you in today's episode is quite sensitive and <laughs> and I will say that <laughs> if I could show you what just happened, then I think you would if there's anyone that doubts the evil power that exists in our world, <laughs> you you might start to think twice. Uh I I know that I was recording and I was talking for a good 10-15 minutes and when I went to go and do a little editing because I had made a a slight vocal error it was not recording there was nothing there and I know that I was recording <laughs> I've talked with family members about this kind of a thing but I do know that there are entities <laughs> evil entities that are able to control electronics, among other things. And I don't think that those entities want me talking about what I'm intending to talk about today. So um, I'm actually going to pause for just a moment and make sure that what I've even been saying now is actually working before I keep going so that I don't waste more time. All right. Just checked things. <laughs> I think it's working. I'm going to be keeping my eye on it. Um, anyway, um, I, I wasn't going to share this part yet, but I think it's worth sharing right off the bat. So before I do anything that is of a sensitive nature, um, spiritually, specifically, um, I make it a point to not only pray um, to my Heavenly Father in the sacred and holy name of Jesus Christ, but oftentimes I will make it a point to cast out the devil and any of his evil entities in also in the sacred and holy name of Jesus Christ. And I can't tell you what a difference that makes. And I know that it is important to do. And if there's anyone out there who maybe somewhat believes but doesn't quite utilize it, um, please do. If you don't believe in it, then the adversary is just using that against you. So, and hopefully if I can have your ear for this short time, I can convince you of that. I will, if, if there's nothing else that you gain from this episode or from this podcast, it will be this fact right here. You have the power to cast out 
the adversary. You have the power to cast out evil entities. If you even have a whisper of a hint of a feeling that there might be entities around you, evil spirits, Satan's army, whatever you call them, we all know what they are. We all know what it feels like. And they need to be cast out. They need to be driven out. And everyone has the power to do it, young and old, male and female. I don't care who you are. You are a child of God, and you have access to the power of Jesus Christ to cast them out and away from you. I'm going to tell you how to do it. I've taught my children. I was taught by my mother. This is not something that people do normally, not that I'm aware of, but I feel very strongly that this is something that God, Heavenly Father, whatever you call him, he wants you to know. You take your right arm. You, it sometimes is said, that it is being raised to the square. Put your right arm up and make your arm in a 90 degree angle. If you don't have a right arm, lift what you got. Imagine you have a right arm, okay? If you don't have a whole arm, if you don't have a right arm, just imagine it, okay? It's very powerful. Thoughts are very powerful and words are very powerful. You raise your right arm, whatever kind of an arm you got, okay? Raise your right arm, palm facing out, and you say very clearly what you are addressing. You can say Satan. You can say the devil. What I like to say is I am commanding Satan and all of his evil minions to depart from around me, from around my family, and from my home. In the sacred and holy name of Jesus Christ, our Master. Amen. I also know that you will be shown what to do and what to say in the moment that you need it. Just like when we are saying a sincere prayer. Sometimes we might have something in mind that we want to say, and then we feel like we ought to say something else. And I believe that that's the Holy Ghost, which is the Holy Spirit um, of our of our God. Um, another Another person who helps him to deliver messages to us. Sometimes I think it's what we call the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, um, who is who is a, a helper of our of our Lord and Savior. Sometimes I think it might be um, our maybe an ancestor, maybe it's a, a grandparent or a parent or a family member that is deceased. Some like to call them guardian angels. We have access to this power. We have access to these individuals who. We may not be able to see them, but I know you can feel that they are there and their power is very real. Their power is just as real as the adversaries. But the key 
the key is the name of Jesus Christ, the power of Jesus Christ. Satan and his, I, I don't even like, minions comes into my mind, but I don't even like using that word anymore because it makes people think of despicable me and the adorable little yellow guys <laughs> running around. They're evil, right? But they're adorable and, and funny and yeah. Satan's minions are not like that, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, that is very key. Don't be shy about it. Don't be embarrassed. Do it. Do it often. Teach your family members to do it. Like I said, I've taught my children to do it. They've done it. You, you, as, as a child of God, you have access to the power of God. Plain and simple. Now, I wanted to share a very poignant experience that I had. I, I think, I think in our world, we have the tendency to not want to think about these things or address these things because they, I think because it implies things that are out of our control. It implies things that we can't really wrap our brains around. And that does not necessarily mean it doesn't exist. And to me, ignorance is not bliss when it comes to the adversary. Now, I, I, I'll, I'll tell this little story. My, my youngest, my youngest daughter was a very, very good sleeper. Um, she, I mean, we're talking like from two months on. Okay, so once she was past the newborn stage, she was a, an excellent sleeper. I could, she was a thumb sucker, so I think that really helped her. Um, <clears throat> I could. You know, I could do the bedtime routine, put her to bed awake, and she would suck her thumb, put herself to sleep. And um, she slept through the night uh, and, and no, no problems. 12 hours from whenever I put her to bed. Um, amazing, right? One night, she, all, all of my children were in bed, and I was up watching shows. And I, I remember distinctly that I... I selected to start watching did, did I already say my kids were in bed? Yeah, I think I did. My my kids were in bed, so this was this was nighttime. Um I selected to start watching what looked like a not a documentary, but it was one of those I I want to say it was like a history channel thing maybe, but it was talking about Freemasons. And in my mind I, I just thought it was just a, you know, just a documentary. Like, I just didn't think much about it. And I just thought, I don't, you know, I'm interested in history and stuff. And I just, you know, I, I was young. And anyway, so I start watching this show. And honestly, I can't remember if it was portraying Masons as good guys or bad guys or, you know, or Masons. Um, that's That makes it sound bad. Not, not people who who um, have the career of masonry I'm talking about Freemasons. And I think 
I think most people know who the Freemasons are, and it's like a secret society kind of a thing. Um, anyway, I really didn't know a whole lot about it. Anyway, I just thought, okay, this could be interesting. I hadn't been watching it more than a few minutes, and I heard screaming coming from my little baby girl's bedroom. And I ran to her room, and she was standing in her crib, screaming. And she, now if I can describe to you, I come into her bedroom, her her crib is to my left, and the closet, the rest of the bedroom and, and the closet are to the right. And I come in the door, and when you come in the door, the, the crib is immediately there. I come in. You know, of course, she looks at me and acknowledges me, but then she's looking over toward the closet. And I'm telling you, she was looking at something. I know she saw something there, and it was scaring the crap out of her. And like I said, she was standing in her crib, crying, and... I, I knew instantly what it was, and I raised my right arm to the square, like I explained, and I, I commanded this thing to leave. And I'm telling you, I couldn't see it with my eyeballs, okay? But I could see it with my mind's eye. That's what I like to say. That thing did not want to leave. And I had to, what, I, what I've said is that I had to chase it out. I had to chase it out of her bedroom, down the hall, toward the front door, and out the front door. That thing was not going to leave. And I just kept saying over and over, I command you to leave, depart from my home in the name of Jesus Christ. Leave, depart from my home in the name of Jesus Christ. And I did. I chased that thing out of my house, but it took a lot of effort. All the strength of my spirit. I wanted that thing out of my home. I wanted it away from my baby girl. And I, I had, I had, um, I forgot to mention that I had picked her up. And so she was with me. I was holding her with my left arm as I'm chasing this thing out. And as soon as I felt like it was gone, I kid you not, we went back into her room. I laid her back down, comforted her, you know, rubbed her back a little bit. And she was fine. And she went right back to sleep. And I never had trouble like that since. Now, what did that show me? That showed me that Watching something on the TV introduced something into my home. It didn't come after me. It came after the most vulnerable, let's say, in my home. She could see it. I have no doubt about that. I couldn't see it. But I certainly knew where it was. I could feel it. Like I said, I saw it with my mind's eye. The only way that I was able to get rid of it was by 
commanding it to leave using the name of Jesus Christ. I would like to I would like to also share a, another story about a time in my life when I watched a lot of the um well I, you know I don't know how popular the show is anymore really but um because I haven't watched it in years but at the time I I really loved the Dr. Phil show and I will say that it kind of started to get a Jerry Springer kind of a feel to it eventually, but at first it seemed very, um, very good. Like, I, I think he was really helping people. Not that he's not helping people now. I mean, I, I'm sure that he's helped people all along. I, I, I do believe his intentions are good. Um, but I, I just know you know, I, I really enjoyed the show. I liked, you know, the human interest stories and I liked seeing people get help and, and, and I liked his approach to things. And, and I felt like I learned a lot. You know, his, his famous line is, you can't change what you don't acknowledge. I still use that to this day. Anyway, but eventually I, I remember feeling like there was a contentious spirit in my home that was affecting me and, and my family. And I remember praying about it. And, and you know, when, when I pray and I, and I want instruction, uh, for me, I'll get words that come to my mind, like, a, like, like as if it's like white, white lettering appearing on a black screen kind of a thing. That's, that's how it appears in my mind. Um, and that's how I feel like the Lord um, speaks to me. And so I was praying and just trying to figure out what was going on. I just, I just couldn't understand what was happening in my home. And, you know, I, I'm sure that there are people who will say, you know, I, I, I read my scriptures. I pray. I, I, I attend church every Sunday or more. I, you know, I try to only watch wholesome things. I, I try to, you know, speak well to my family members. I, I try to be, you know, honest in all my dealings. I, you know, I live the commandments every day and blah, 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 right? But I am still experiencing these things, these, I'm feeling the evil influence, right? And I know there are people that will say, well, it couldn't possibly be an evil spirit because I am not doing evil things. I will tell you, without a shadow of a doubt, that that is exactly what the adversary is saying to you. You're doing everything right, so you couldn't possibly have evil spirits affecting you. So you're fine. You're just fine doing everything that you're doing. And this thing that's going wrong in your life, it, it, must, be, it must be God doing this to you. Or it must be someone else causing this hurt or upset or whatever. Well, when I prayed about this contentious spirit that I felt was in my home, the Lord told me to stop watching Dr. Phil. And I was shocked. I could not understand what, why, 
I thought it was a good show. I thought it was teaching me good things. I thought, you know, he's helping people, like I said, human interest. The Lord told me that the episodes that I was watching, like I said, it started to kind of get this Jerry Springer type feel to it. I don't really like it, but, you know, it is what it is, right? People would be coming on his show and and it almost seemed like a like a setup, right? People are facing each other and they're confronting each other with with Dr. Phil as the mediator. And and sometimes there is quite a contention that goes on. And I know he's trying to get people debating and talking and getting real and you know all all that stuff and I am not saying that that any of this is evil necessarily, okay? All I'm saying is that for me, for what I needed and need in my life, in my home, for my family, if I don't want a contentious spirit in my home, then I need to avoid any kind of contention, anything that even appears as contention. And for what I was told just having contention on my TV was introducing a contentious spirit into my home and was affecting me and my children. What you introduce into your eyeballs, into your ears, on the screens, in your vehicles, in your homes... All of it is potentially a window. Excuse me, not potentially. It is. It's a window. It's a door. And you decide what door you're opening. Are you opening a door that's allowing an evil spirit to influence you and your families? Or are you opening a door that's allowing the Savior to influence you in your home? And I know it's not a popular opinion. And people will say, well, this is okay because I know that because I've said that. I still say that kind of stuff. I still want to listen to dumb music sometimes. Because it reminds me of when I was in high school and, you know, and, and, you know, and I like to dance and whatever, right? But I know, I know that I'm potentially opening a door that's going to affect me, that I'm going to take home to my family if I'm listening to it in the car or if I'm listening to it at home. It's going to infiltrate my home. I think the reason why the Lord wanted me to talk about this is because we have entered a time in our world where we cannot be fence sitters. There is no gray area. You can't just ride things out. You have to decide who you serve. And I'd like to share I I'd like to share a scripture passage in 
the Bible, the New Testament, the book of Luke, chapter 11. And it's talking about when Christ was in his earthly ministry and he, as we know, he went about performing many miracles, but one of the miracles that he did quite often was casting out devils out of people. And so in verse 14, I'll just start there. It says, and he was casting out a devil and it was dumb. Now we don't mean dumb like how we say dumb nowadays, right? We mean at the time the term dumb meant you couldn't talk. And so this person might have either just not been talking or they might have been just not able to speak. They might have just been making noise, basically. Um, and it came to pass when the devil was gone out, the dumb spake and the people wondered. So there's obviously a crowd around. But some of them said, He casteth out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. Now that's another name for Satan. Verse 16, And others tempting him sought of him a sign from heaven. Verse 17, But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falleth. Verse 18, If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. Verse 19, And if I, by Beelzebub, cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore shall they be your judges. Verse 20, But if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. Now, I thought that was very interesting you know, he's saying, well, others who cast out devils are doing it by the power of God, are they not? You know, just basically saying, why, why is it that I'm doing it by the power of, of Beelzebub? But he was, I, I love his response. <laughs> of course, it's perfect, right? Of course, it's the perfect response. He says, why, why would essentially the devil cause devils to come out of people? If he got a devil to inhabit someone's body <laughs> and they're controlling this person and ruining this person's life and, you know, causing whatever havoc, why would he give that up? He wouldn't. Of course. Of course he wouldn't. Like I said, house divided against itself can't stand. Satan wouldn't do that. He wouldn't give that up. Any power he's gained? No way. Now... The title of this podcast is I Need Thee Every Hour, and there is a popular um, church hymn with that same title, and I just wanted to read the verses from it because I, I just love, I love this hymn, and if you get a chance to listen to it, to, excuse me, to look it up and listen to it, um, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful song, a wonderful hymn of the Lord. 
I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. I need thee every hour, stay thou nearby. Temptations lose their power when thou art nigh. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. I need thee every hour in joy or pain. Come quickly and abide, or life is vain. I need thee every hour, most holy one. Oh, make me thine indeed, thou blessed son. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. Now, this particular hymn has... Uh, two scripture references uh, linked to it, and I will just uh, read one of them. Now, this scripture reference is from the Book of Mormon, which is scripture that is another testament of Jesus Christ. I believe in the Bible as far as it is translated correctly. I also believe the Book of Mormon to be the Word of God. I believe they both complement and support each other. In the Book of Mormon, the there is a it is broken up into books, as is the Bible, um, and the the second book is called Second Nephi, is how it's pronounced N E P H I. Second Nephi, and this is chapter four, and I'm I'm going to start with verse sixteen. Behold, my soul delighteth in the things of the Lord, and my heart pondereth continually upon the things which I have seen and heard. Verse 17. Nevertheless, notwithstanding the great goodness of the Lord in showing me his great and marvelous works, my heart exclaimeth, O wretched man that I am, or in my case I'll say, O wretched woman that I am, yea, my heart sorroweth because of my flesh, my soul grieveth because of mine iniquities or my sins. Verse 18, I am encompassed about because of the temptations and the sins which do so easily beset me. Verse 19, and when I desire to rejoice, my heart groaneth because of my sins. Nevertheless, I know in whom I have trusted. Verse 20, my God hath been my support. He hath led me through mine afflictions in the wilderness, and he hath preserved me upon the waters of the great deep. Verse 21, he hath filled me with his love, even unto the consuming of my flesh. Verse 22, he hath confounded mine enemies unto the causing of them to quake before me. 23, behold, he hath heard my cry by day, and he hath given me knowledge by visions at nighttime, at the nighttime. Verse 24, and by day have I waxed bold in mighty prayer before him. Yea, my voice have I sent up on high, and angels came down and ministered unto me. Verse 25, and upon the wings of his spirit hath my body been carried away upon exceedingly high mountains, and mine eyes have beheld great things, yea, even too great for man. Therefore I was bidden that I should not write them. Number 
excuse me, verse 26. Oh, then if I have seen so great things, if the Lord in his condescension unto the children of men hath visited men in so much mercy, why should my heart weep and my soul linger in the valley of sorrow and my flesh waste away and my strength slacken because of mine afflictions? Verse 27. And why should I yield to sin because of my flesh? Yea, why should I give way to temptations and the evil one that the evil one have place in my heart to destroy my peace and afflict my soul. Why am I angry because of mine enemy? Verse 28. Awake, my soul, no longer droop in sin. Rejoice, O my heart, and give place no more for the enemy of my soul. I'm going to read that again. Verse 28. Awake, my soul, no longer droop in sin. Rejoice, O my heart, and give place no more for the enemy of my soul. Verse 29, do not anger again because of mine enemies. Do not slacken my strength because of mine afflictions. Verse 30, rejoice, O my heart, and cry unto the Lord and say, O Lord, I will praise thee forever. Yea, my soul will rejoice in thee, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Verse 31, O Lord, wilt thou redeem my soul? Wilt thou deliver me out of the hands of mine enemies? Wilt thou make me that I may shake at the appearance of sin? Verse 32, may the gates of hell be shut continually before me because that my heart is broken and my spirit is contrite. O Lord, wilt thou not shut the gates of thy righteousness before me that I may walk in the path of the low valley, that I may be strict in the plain road. Verse 33, O Lord, wilt thou encircle me around in the robe of thy righteousness? O Lord, wilt thou make a way for mine escape? before mine enemies? Wilt thou make my path straight before me? Wilt thou not place a stumbling block in my way, but that thou wouldst clear my way before me and hedge not up my way, but the ways of mine enemy? Verse 34, O Lord, I have trusted in thee, and I will trust in thee forever. I will not put my trust in the arm of flesh, for I know that cursed is he that putteth his trust in the arm of flesh. Yea, cursed is he that putteth his trust in man or maketh flesh his arm. Final verse 35. Yea, I know that God will give liberally to him that asketh. Yea, my God will give me if I ask not amiss. Therefore, I will lift up my voice unto thee. Yea, I will cry unto thee, my God, the rock of my righteousness. Behold, my voice shall forever ascend up to thee, my rock and mine everlasting God. Amen. Amen.